Word Chapel. We are so glad you could join us today. If you are new and you are at an in-person campus, please head back to the Welcome Center. You'll see those big letters that say new here, start here. We would love to give you a free gift as well as connect with you. So please make sure you do that before you leave today. We value giving at Living Word Chapel. And if you're new here, feel no pressure whatsoever to give because you're a gift to us. But we do make it easy to give. You can do that by mailing in your donation or dropping it off at our giving box as you leave. You can also go to our brand new website, lwconline.org. We've made so many amazing changes and updates to the website, so please check it out. It also shows you our upcoming events. Hello everyone, my name is Andy West and I am the intern here for the Kids Zone at LWC. It has been amazing working with your kids here at the church and I wanted to thank you for bringing them by to worship our extraordinary savior. As Emma mentioned, we have an exciting upcoming event called VBS. And our theme this year is a carnival theme called Wonder World Fun Fest. For our Oracle campus, the dates are June 22nd to the 25th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. If you want to register your student or if you want to volunteer, you can go to our website, lwconline.org, under What's Happening at LWC. You can also donate some of the items that we need to make this event happen. If you're unable to volunteer, please keep us in your prayers as we set up this wonderful event and reach so many students in our area. Yes, we're very excited about Vacation Bible School, excited to see all these kiddos come out and learn about Jesus. But for right now, let's go ahead and stand up as we get ready to worship. This is what freedom feels 
is my
You know, there's a story about a guy named Joshua. From the Bible? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. God told him to build a memorial out of stones. Yeah, and the stones were to be a reminder of this great thing that God had done. So we know it's not the same thing, but we were wondering if we could remember your dad with you. Remember all the great things he's done. Sure. So this one here, this one's for remembering a great friend. This is uh, for his part, keeping my kids safe at night. You got one? Not yet. Okay. Um, this one's for him being the reason I even know anything at all about the Bible. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. This is for dragging us to church that first time. This is for freedom to worship and his sacrifice for that. This one's for not letting his best friends stay mad at each other. You know, he loved the simple things. Things like people getting to speak their mind or having dreams and pursuing them. This is for defending those things. You know, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. I want to. It's okay, buddy. Just take your time now. This one's not just for my dad, but for all the people like him who helped protect their country. I'll skip to that one. Right now, we just want to celebrate uh, and remember and just thank all of those that have served our wonderful, great country so that we can enjoy the freedom that, that we enjoy. So um, we want to welcome our online campus. And uh, right now, if you will, if you have served in any uh, part of the armed forces, would you stand up at this time? If you, if you served our country in the armed forces. And, and, and before everyone applauses, hold on. Yeah, we want to applaud, but hold on. If you are online right now, stand up with us as well. Stand up with, with everyone here, and now we want to applaud you guys. Thank you so much for what we... Yeah, have you noticed that sometimes we just, we, we just need to worship God we need to praise him despite the noise that's going on around us. 
Sometimes there's tech, technical difficulties that go on in our, in our world, sometimes in our praise services, but you just got to praise him despite those technical difficulties. You just got to worship him, and he does amazing things in our lives. And uh, I want to touch on a couple things in my message, through my message, uh, touch on some important things. First thing, Vacation Bible School, we value that. You know why? More people come to Jesus at that age than at any other age. In those formidable years, in those, in those childhood years, people come to Jesus. And this is what I want you to consider with us. I want you to consider change for change or change for change cause will be to, to, to just sponsor and lift our VBS even higher than what we already planned. Uh, we've been looking into a Ferris wheel, but we couldn't secure a Ferris wheel. Seriously. Seriously. And, and, but we want to have the best presentation for these kids to come so that they can hear the word of Jesus Christ, the gospel message, the good news of Jesus. So consider that as we go into, into this month. Uh, it's just a great, great time for us to be able to reach children at that age. And then next week, uh, we are going to announce, we've been praying through this, we've been going through uh, who is going to be the person that is our praise and worship leader, director, slash pastor that is going to take us into the future. And we, the elders, have been praying. We've been talking to people. And uh, we're going to announce that person next week, next Sunday. So I want you to be here. And uh, he's, we've been investing in, in some very important things in his and his wife's life. And they are just, uh, they're just hungry for the things that God has for them. And I believe Living Word Chapel is going to be a better place because of what's going to happen with this addition to um, full-time uh, staff ministry. So be ready for that next week. It's going to be a great time. Let, let me ask you a question. Are there things in our life worth remembering? Are there markers in our life? You know, you just, you have those markers, those 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 places, those times, those seasons, those epics, those people in our life that when you look back, you say, I'm better because of them, because of what happened. And uh, so you have these benchmarks. I, I got away from it, but for the first maybe 12 13, 14 years of, of my ministry, associate pastor, lead pastor, I used to always have a planner that I would write in. Anyone have planners that you write in? And you kind of you mark those important dates. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we have these smart devices now, and they work really great. And you put, you put in the, the, you know, the important dates, and it adds it, and it reminds you. You have like a 30-minute reminder of an important time. Uh, you know, there's some of you that you guys have a Palm Pilot. I know one person in, 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 in particular, you have a Palm Pilot, and you write everything on your palm with a pen. And it kind of navigates your day. It's a Palm Pilot. Someone's showing. In fact, someone's showing, hey, I just wrote something down. <clears throat> so there's more than one in here. But we have these, in, and, and I, I look back to these. In fact, this week as I was putting this message together, I look back to these, these calendars, these planners, and they speak volumes to what was happening in, say, 2003, 2000, you know, uh, in, in 10, 2015. I, I don't know if I have that capability with this. I, I, I don't know. So I'm, I may have to kind of redirect my thinking in the next year to see if I go back to this because these are so important when you write things down. And you remember what matters. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Remembering what matters. And we're in the book of Joshua. And the book of Joshua is about conquering and battling through life. Let me ask you this question. Have any of you battled through something in your life? H have any of you conquered something that you've been battling in life through the help of God. I can stand up here and testify that if it wasn't for God and it's only because of God that I'm, be, that I'm able to stand here and say, I'm okay. I'm still here. I'm still standing through the grace of God and because of the grace of God. And so as we, as we continue in this, uh, in this wonderful book of Joshua, we're going to remember four important things that we will see in 
chapter 22. We're going to chapter 22 of Joshua. And I, I want for us to kind of have a, uh, a, an amazing day. He, here's what I believe, that because of you taking the time to be here, whether you're here in person or you're here uh, online, that God has something special for you because he's a special God. And here's the first thing that I want us to remember, okay? Remembering what matters starts with remembering those who have been faithful. How, how many of you have the, the, the been there's in your life? I, I have the been there's in my life. I have those people that have been there through the most difficult of times in my life. They, they've been faithful to me. They've been faithful to my family in the most difficult and trying times in my life. I also have those people that have been there and not been faithful. I have those people that I have great memories of. They've, they've, they've stood with me. They've, 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 they've listened to me. They've spoken into me. And I've also had those people that have been there and they weren't the best people for my life. They didn't, they didn't tell me the things I needed to hear. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't say to me or stop me from doing things that were going to be dangerous for my individual life as well as the lives of those around me. So we all have the been there's in our life. And, and as we look at, at Joshua's, uh, the book of Joshua, we see how important it is when you're there and you're faithful to what God has called you to be faithful for. Here's how chapter 22 starts. It says this in verse 1. Then Joshua called together the tribes of, tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Now let's pause right there because if you remember, if you remember as they're starting this, this, this conquest, as they're going to cross over the Jordan, these same two and a half tribes were talked about because they had the land. Moses had given them the land be, before you cross the Jordan. They, so they, they had the land that, that was theirs because they had requested it before you cross into the promised land. And if you remember, they had a conversation with Joshua, and they said, you know what? This land is fine. We'll just keep it. We're fine here. And Joshua said to them, are you kidding me? You're going to leave your brothers to go battle these giants alone? It's the same tribes right here. It's the same thing. But, but what we find is they, they did. They did go with the other tribes of Israel. And, and here's how it says. So, so then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. And he told them, you have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. And you have obeyed every order that I have given you. During all this time, you have not deserted the other tribes. Now, let's go back. Rewind. We're okay back here. We're, we don't have to cross over. And they said, no, 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 no. We're going to go with you. He said, you have not deserted the other tribes. You have been careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up to this present day. What Joshua was telling the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh was, thank you for being faithful. What we, what we, what we do at Memorial Day is we, we thank those that have been faithful to protect the freedoms that we have in this great country that we call the United States of America. And we all have people in our lives that have been, that have been faithful to us. And, and my question to you, even outside of, of war, uh, as far as uh, uh, fighting for the country, but how about fighting for your family? How about fighting for you as an individual? How about those people that have been there? Do, do we remember those individuals? And here, here's what I would like to challenge you in. I'd like to challenge you in maybe today or this week, sending those people a thank, a thank you, a text message, a, a phone call, a card, 
and telling them, thank you for being faithful because I would not be here where I am if it wasn't for you. I was listening to a podcast the other day, a, a, a high-level leader in Christendom was talking about you know, his life and they were asking him these questions. And, and in that, they said, when you, when you look back at your life and you look at all the achievements that you've, that you've had in this, in this, in this you know, great, what someone would call a career or someone would call ministry, he said, what stands out? And he says, for every great thing that happened in my life, there is someone attached to those. There is someone that I either networked with or someone that God brought into my life. There's someone that made me better. And there are people in the life of James Reese that I can pinpoint that they made me better. That they challenged me to, to speak a little bit better uh, differently, they, they challenged me to, to read a little bit more. They challenged me to, to, to maybe go to the throne of grace a little bit more. They were the ones that stood by me. They were faithful. And they made me better. Does anyone in here have someone in their life that made them better? And you know that you know that you know that your life would not be the same if they would not have been placed there. The, the Apostle Paul, he, uh, he would write to churches and he would always thank them. But there was one church in particular, the church of Philippi, the Philippian church. And he had this love relationship with them. And, and in, in chapter 1, verse 3 of, of Philippians, he says, Every time that I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Every time that I have a thought about you, it's a good memory, and I give thanks to God for you. Isn't that amazing? Every time that I have a memory about you, it's a good thing. And then later in the letter, he says this. He says, how I praise the Lord in, in chapter 4. Now, chapter 4 is a pregnant chapter. It's, a, it's, it's filled with all kinds of life. He says this in chapter 4. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. You cared about me once, but you care about me twice, and you care about me right now. He goes on. He says, I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. And he's saying, you know, as I evaluate my life, as I evaluate what's gone on, I see how you're always looking for opportunities to be faithful, not only to God, but to me. Isn't that amazing? It's this same chapter where Paul says, I have learned the secret of being, uh, of being uh, uh, successful, and that is to be content in whatever I'm facing. Whether I abound or whether I obeys. The same chapter. But he's, in that whole context, he's, he's thankful for these Philippians and them being faithful to him. So I think it's important for us to recognize the people who have remained faithful to us throughout our lives. And it makes us better people. Here's the second thing that I want us to grab a hold of. Remembering what matters has the foundation of remembering God's faithfulness. One of the images that always stands out to me, and I hope we have it, is uh, at the 9-11 um, where the Twin Towers were and, and all that rubbish. I don't know if you remember, but there was a cross that was, that was left there. Despite everything that happened, there was a cross, and it was kind of a marker, and it pointed to the faithfulness of God. I don't know if you remember that year and what, what happened, and, and, and we need those markers because we just went through a very, very difficult year in 2020. But if you remember what happened there, you remember that when this happened, it was President Bush that called the nation to prayer and repentance and seeking the face of God. It was, it was us going back and trusting the faithfulness of God in our lives and in our country. And, and can I tell you that any people 
any family, any individual, any country is doomed without God being in their lives. You see, our country will not flourish because of us. Our country will not, will not be this amazing, amazing place without the help of God. And, and, and so as we keep on reading the narrative in Joshua, in verse 4 it says, And now the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest as he promised them. That's the faithfulness of God right there. Joshua, as he's talking to these two and a half tribes, he says, now the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest as he promised them. So go back to the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you as your possession on the east side of the Jordan River, but be careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave to you. Love the Lord your God, walk in his ways, obey his commands, hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. And then Joshua blessed them and sent them away and they went home. You know what? There's been a prevalent thought going through my mind in the last week. And this thought was, has been this constantly. I've been thinking, what kind of a God, what kind of a God would want you to love him with your heart, with your soul, with your strength? And with your mind. What kind of a God would want you to love him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind? What kind of a God in that same, in that same hinge would say, and love your neighbor as you love yourself? What kind of a God would ever want for you to do that? A good God. What, what kind of a God would say to you, do not murder anybody? How, how dare a God want us not to murder people that are worth so much to him? What, what kind of a God would not want us to, to uh, live a life of committing unfaithfulness and adultery? What kind of a God would want us to do that? A good, good God. What, what, what kind of a God would not want us to say, do not covet, do not live a life of covetousness, but be content with everything that, that you have. What kind of a God would want you to live that way? A good, good God. A God that would teach us that if you're not content with what you have, you'll never be happy in life. That you'll want more and more and more. And more and so right here we, we, we find that that uh, God is faithful and in all the, the the thanking the people around us that have been faithful to us only one has been perfectly faithful to us and that is Jesus Christ and it is so important for us to, to reflect. It's a bit, an important word for you today. Reflect on how good God is in your life. The, the vocabulary.com defines reflect. It says, if you reflect on your past experiences, you look at them once again thoughtfully. Reflect also means to give evidence of the character or quality of something. Something that has proven its worth. Something that has proven itself to be good. Some, someone that has proven that your life will be better because of them. You see, I have a lot of things that I reflect on. I, I remember growing up as a kid, and there were some things that happened in my, in my, in my family that, that were destructive. And I know that you guys never had things happen in your family that were destructive, but I did. In Lordsburg, New Mexico. I'll never forget, I was a kid, and, and, and I, I, I was looking through a, um, through, a, uh, through a church bulletin. It wasn't a church bulletin. It was a church when they put all the pictures together and all the families together. What, what, what's that called? Directory. Thank you. They used to have directories, you know. And now we just take a picture, and we send you, you know. Here, here you go. But, but I was looking through this directory, and I remember coming upon this family, and, I, and, and here I was. I don't know if I was like eight or nine years old, but sitting in a room, and I was scratching the image, the face, off of one of the adults there. 
So we have a directory. Better hope I don't scratch your face. Uh, <laughs> I've been known to do that. But I was scratching the face of that individual because he had, I didn't even want to say he, but this person had just about broken my family apart. And I'll never forget that because when, when I came to Jesus, you see, that, that when, you, when you scratch someone's face out of a directory, it's because you have bitterness and unforgiveness. Do you know that? When you, when, you try to, when you try to just remove someone out of your life, it's because you usually have an a, a emotional hurt attached to it. Are you with me? And I'll never forget when Jesus came into my life, he became the savior of my life. No more religion, no more pretense, but a living relationship with the savior of mankind, Jesus Christ, and he came into my life, and he healed my damaged emotions. And I remembered that being attached to that negative, hurtful emotion there. And I remember the forgiveness that he ushered, Jesus ushered into my life and me being able to make things right with the person that was the other party involved. Here's what I know for sure. I don't know what you've gone through. I don't know what you're going through, but I do know this. God is faithful. And as we reflect on his goodness, I, I thought about the, these, I'm going to call them five Ps. That as you reflect on the faithfulness of God, is, it'll keep you planted on, uh, on, on this. It'll produce these things. First of all, it'll, pro it'll produce positive in your life. How, how many of us live a negative life? Negative thinking, negative reactions, and you, and you kind of, you just relive those negative, negativity, you know, whatever's happened. And so you become negative. When you reflect on the goodness of God, it will always produce positive. The second P is purpose. When you reflect on the, on the goodness and the faithfulness of God, you will live a purposeful life. Your life means something. You're not defined by your past experiences. You're not a product of your upbringing. You're not a product of that hurt. See, for years I was a product of, of, of that situation. For years, I, I could not be faithful to, to my wife because I didn't know what faithfulness was all about until Jesus came into my life. I'm telling you something that some of you never heard. Yeah, there was a time in my life where I could not be faithful because I never trusted people until Jesus came into my life. And then he gave me purpose. You see, there's a reason that I'm faithful. And the reason for that is because God's been faithful to me. You see, I'm not faithful because my, my wife, and she's amazing, I'm not faithful because my wife is, is just, you know, uh, this or this or this or this. She is this or this or this in a, in a real positive way, but I'm faithful because God has been faithful. And he did something, something new in my heart and in my life. And so he gives us purpose. The, the third P is perspective. When you reflect on the goodness and the faithfulness of God, you will get a different perspective in your lens of life. See, you will begin to find out that no matter what's happened to you, God is still here. No matter what you've gone through, no matter what the hurt, no matter what the anger, no matter what. All, see, we're talking about uh, Memorial Day. I have met with people that have come back from, from uh, deployments. And I'll never forget meeting with, with this one guy. We, we used to have this, uh, um, oh my goodness. When you lose someone you love, you have the, um, we used to have this group. No, yeah, I know, reunion. Bere yeah, bereavement. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and, and so we used to have this, uh, people lost someone they love. Well, he started coming to this, and he was a sniper. And I'll never forget, he met me. We, we were having uh, some special occasion, uh, and, and we were outside, and he came up to me. He said, Pastor, I, I want to go to this. Uh, bereavement class, and um, I, I just, I just, I need it. 
And so as he started coming, he started sharing his life. And he had, as a sniper, killed, you know, so many people to the point, to the point that he could not look at his hands. He said, I can't look in my hands because they've, they've killed so many people. For the service of this country, in a good and positive way, they, he saved a lot of people. He said, but I can't look in my hands because when I look in my hands, there's, there, there, I, I see blood. I see what it's, what's attached to this. And he kept coming and coming and coming. And every week he was better and better and better and better until he was healed through the power of Jesus. And he said, I'll never forget, because he used to wear gloves. He said, I took my gloves off and I looked at my hands. And I could look at my hands. He was, he was crying. This is a, this is a sniper. Here's a, here's a bad dude. And he looks at his hand and he says, I'm okay with it because God is with me. You see, Jesus and his faithfulness will give you a whole different perspective of life. It'll also keep you present. It'll keep you present. When you reflect on the goodness of God, it'll keep you present. What does that mean? You don't live in the past. How many people live in the past? You can't get past what happened to you. You can't, you can't get past maybe what your mom did to you, maybe what she said to you, maybe what your dad said to you. I, I, I have a great friend who's an executive, and, and, and one of the things that, that he has had to overcome is his, his a family member that he respected very much would say to him, you're not going to amount to anything. So his life was lived out wanting to become more and more and more and more and more. He became an executive, but I'll tell you, that wasn't what changed his life. What changed his life is that he was okay with God. He was right with the one that matters. And the one that matters is Jesus. He says, you're good. And it helped him to, to remain present. It helps us to remain in, in today. You can reflect on the goodness of God and say, I'm okay because of God. You're okay because of God. Online, if you're watching, you're okay because of what Jesus is doing in your life. And then the other thing is, the other P is, I talked about it last week. When you reflect on the goodness of God, you, you remain passionate. Passionate. How many of you guys are passionate about the things of God? Raise your hand. If you're, if you're passionate about, about the things of God, I mean, you get excited about the things of God. You get excited about worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You get excited. You get excited about talking to people about Jesus. Can I tell you, they need to know more about Jesus in your house. They need to know more about Jesus in your house, than your car. They need to know more about Jesus than the stock that you just bought. They need to know more about Jesus than all the stuff that is temporary. And you're passionate about that. And you reflect on, on how good he is. And, and notice what Joshua says. The Lord, the Lord has given them what? Rest. Because in this world, we labor, we labor, we labor, we labor. He says, the Lord has kept his promise. And there's a promise for all of us. And how, we need the rest of God in our lives. I'm speaking from someone that knows. I've gone through a year where my sleep has just left me. I always valued sleep, but, I, but I, I, I mean, it's like gold to me right now. If I sleep an hour, two hours, three hours so, during the night, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I know you want to talk to me. I'm listening, but I'm tired too. Here, here's the third thing. Remember what matters will always include our families. Remembering your loved ones. One thing that I've come to find out, and believe me, I've needed it, is that God cares about my family more than I do. And I love my family a lot. But he cares about my family more than I do. But here, here's what I've also come to find out, is there's balance in that. There's balance in that. Because Jesus says some real hard things, right? Real, real hard things to, for us to grab a hold of, like... If you love your father and your mother, your daughter and your son, and your wife more than 
Me? You're not worthy of me. Whew. So he, bring, he brings balance, you know. But, he, but God loves our family more than we do. He just doesn't want for us to put our family above him. Hello? Because then we get out of balance. But look at what the narrative says right here. It says, verse 7, Moses had given the land of Bashan, east of the Jordan River, to the half-tribes of Manasseh. The other half of the tribe was given, uh, given land west of the Jordan. As Joshua sent them away and blessed them, he said to them, go back to your homes with the great wealth you have taken from your enemies. Pause right there. That's an important one right there. Because see, the enemy of our souls wants to take all the good things that God has for us. Did you know that? The enemy of our souls wants to take everything that is important to us. He says, go back to your homes with the great wealth that you have taken from your enemies, the vast herds of livestock, the silver, the gold, the bronze, and iron, and the large supply of clothing, and I want you to share the plunder with your relatives. God loves your family, and he always wants for our families and our loved ones to know that it's because of him that we have the things that we have. The things that we enjoy, the things that, that, are, that are a blessing to us, he wants for them to know that it's because of him. And, and, and God, you know, he, he blesses those who go into battle with him. He blesses, he blesses you. You're thinking, Lord, I, I've been going through this. I've been going through this difficulty. I've been, I've been serving you. He wants you to know that it will not go unnoticed. The apostle Peter, he questioned Jesus, you know, because Jesus, again, said some hard statements. It is very difficult for some people to, to, to follow me. Very difficult for people that put wealth in front of God to follow him. And, and Moses, I mean Moses, Peter says to, to Jesus, he said, we've left everything to follow you. We left, we've left it all, right? And here, here's, what, here's what Jesus said to Peter. Peter. Peter said, we left our homes to follow you. And Jesus uh, replied, yes, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. And this, this passage stood out to me as we took a missionary team one year and we were in Puerto Penasco. And there's a, there's a, there, was a, there was this huge mansion on, the, on a beach home that was on the beach there at, uh, at the Sea of Cortez. And as we were driving to find out where we were going to be staying, it took us right to that mansion. And they had secured that mansion. And this doctor out of Scottsdale, had, had, he has this home and he puts it there. And he lets people that are doing ministry there stay in that home. And I'll never forget, as, as we stayed in the master suite, Sean and I, and the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, those that will give everything up for me will be blessed in this life and the life to come. There is nothing that we will do for God that he will not reward you for. Are you with me? See, so, some, sometimes we think, I'm going to miss out. I'm going to miss out. You're not going to miss out. If you serve the purposes of God. These tribes that went out and they battled, they did not miss out. Those who lost their lives did not die in vain. God had the last word. God will always have the last word in our lives. And it doesn't matter what's going on around us. You need to know that Jesus is a, Jesus is a Savior that will bless you for following him. With the blessings that money can't buy. There's a peace, there's a love, there's a joy that you can't find in this world, but you'll find it with God. Did you know that? And that's what people are searching for. 
That's what people are searching for. Here's the fourth thing. Remembering what matters must always remember to honor and worship God. One of the centerpieces of this chapter in Joshua, chapter 22, is the attention that is given to worship. The worship of God will transform you from the inside out. And we're all worshiping something. Whatever, whatever is the most important thought of your day, whatever is that, is that thought, that prevailing thought, is what, what is taking your allegiance, it's demanding your allegiance, it's demanding your attention. And what I've come to find out is that when I put Jesus as the center of my worship, my problems minimize. The difficulties in life, they minimize. The, the things that I'm going through, they minimize because they're not front and center, Jesus is. And what you find in this, in this narrative is, is that's exactly what these, these, these two and a half tribes do as they're, as they're going back home. Look, let's read it. 22 verse 10. But while they were still in Canaan, when they came to a place called Gileoth, near the Jordan River, the men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribes of Manasseh, they stopped to build a large, imposing altar. They stopped. And they said, oh my goodness, this is big. We're going to build something and remember what God has done. Right here it says, 2021, God has been faithful. Can I tell you something? When you put Jesus, when you put God front and center in your life, when you put him at the centerpiece, you will have opposition. Religious people will get upset. What are you doing? And that's exactly what happens. You know, it, it brought an uproar with the other tribes. They were like, why are you building an altar here? You're defiling us and you're going against God. If you read the narrative, that's what happens. We'll go to verse 24. The truth is, the truth is, this is what, what the two and a half tribes said, we have built this altar because we fear that in the future your descendants will say to ours, what right do you have to worship the Lord, the God of Israel? The Lord has placed the Jordan River as a barrier between our people and you, you people of Reuben and Gad. You have no claims to the Lord, so your descendants may prevent our descendants from worshiping the Lord. The whole, the whole thrust of this is they're saying we just don't want anyone to ever forget that it's what we have because of God. What we have is because of God. Don't ever forget that it's what you have is because of your worship of God. Jesus, he goes to this well, and there's this woman there. There's a whole story to that, but what I want to talk about is she says, you Jews say you should worship in Jerusalem. We say we should worship here. And Jesus says, the time is coming, and the time is now where true worshipers are going to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. You see, worship has to be at the center of our lives to keep us remembering the things that matter. In life. Verse 26, so we decided to build the altar not for burnt offerings or for sacrifices, but as a, say with me, as a memorial. To remember, it will remind our descendants and your descendants that we too have the right to worship the Lord at his sanctuary with our burnt offerings, sacrifices, and peace offerings, then your descendants will not be able to say to ours, you have no claim to the Lord. No one will be able to tell me that I have no claim to the promises of God. Are you with me? So, 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 here's how I want to close. How do we make this day memorable? How do we make this day stand out from all the other days? 
That's what they were doing. They're saying all that we did, all the fighting that we did, all the people that we lost, all our brothers that we lost, they're, they're, they're not in vain. And as we go, we're going to make this, this, this tabernacle, we're going to make this altar, we're going to make this place to remember that the Lord is our God. But how do you, beloved, how do you in 2021 make this day memorable? How many of you have done this, like crazy little things? You know, Sean and I were outside and, and she's talking about some landscaping that she wants to do in the backyard and we're talking about it. And, you know, she's got this vision. But the crazy thing is she's talking to me about it. We've got this little, like, two and a half foot by three foot, just a little piece of concrete slab that I, that I poured when my kids were little. And guess what they did? They put their hands in there, itty-bitty hands, and we put the year to it. And guess, and guess what Shauna says? She says, I want for our landscaping to revolve around that. It's exactly what they were doing. So here, here's, here as we close. It's 2021. We've got these rocks. And it says, remembering God's goodness. And we've got these Sharpie and their markers. We're going to mark this day. I want the elders to come up at this time. Because the elders are going to lead the way. If you, if you look at it, the elders, the leaders of these different tribes, they came. And, they, and they, they put these markers together to remember what God had done. And so as, as they get their, their Sharpies, their markers, and, uh, and they put down... Something special that God has done. They could even just put their name, whatever, whatever they want to do. But we're going to, these are going to be kept. And in generations to come, people are going to see that God, is, God was and has been faithful even in 2021. My kids have gone through ups and downs. We've had the good, the bad, and the ugly. But Jesus has always been faithful. And those handprints, they mean something to us. This right here means something to God. And so as we close the service, as you stand up and we worship the king, I want for you guys to take some time, if you will, and say, I am going to mark this day on this rock. Because Jesus Christ is a rock that keeps me steady and will lead me in whatever I'm going through. You may want to put down, you know, God has been faithful and I'm trusting him for this. Whatever you put down, let's just believe that God is going to do great things in this year. That's who he is. Amen? Let's stand up and worship our king.